0: This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call...
1: The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley
2: and Kimmy Show.
3: And welcome to this cartoon alternative kind of day. That's because it's a Saturday. And I have my living, breathing cartoon right next to me.
2: Kimmy, I got one name. Get it. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. 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 everybody, everybody, everybody. <laughs>
3: Hi, I'm your host, Patrick Riley.
1: I am the villain of the story.
3: That is so true. The hero of this story is right next to me, and that is Kimmy.
2: You don't know how much I've
4: missed all of you. And I promise you I'll never desert you again.
0: You see, this is my life.
4: It always will
5: be. There's nothing else.
2: Just us. And the cameras.
3: And those wonderful people
5: out there in the
3: dark. Camera's going in for a zoom here. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. Oh, boy, you, you got me all scared now. I better turn the lights on. We actually have the lights dim usually <laughs> uh, in the studio. Oh, no, uh, keep it dark. Uh, you, you like it in the dark, huh? Yeah. Okay, well, Kimmy, I, I hope you're doing all right because it's one of your favorite days. <laughs> Welcome to a Saturday edition of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Thank you for making us part of your weekend. If you're listening the day the show is uploaded, we're available seven days a week. Uh, That's right, brand new shows every single day. All about pop culture, nostalgia, retro. That's what we're about. Tell your friends you found something a little bit different. Something that offers pop culture escapism. Being a Saturday, by the way, we are talking about cartoons. You can go to our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Our links section, we have a a grid of all the cartoons that aired from the beginning in 1950s on Saturdays and Sundays all the way to when this stopped on the networks. You can compare what, uh, what was on in like 1982 on ABC, CBS, NBC, 1975 if you'd like to, 1968. The big one's 1966. That's when they really started pushing cartoons mm. on Saturday mornings. It's so when filmation was really starting to crank them out. Uh-huh. And Hanna-Barbera and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's a fun grid to, uh, to lose time with, if you will. Fun time. It'll bring back memories. You'll be able to find cartoons like these...
1: family! It's Superman! It's Superman! Man of truth! Superman! Superman! Marketed to Earth as an infant when the distant planet Krypton exploded. And who, disguised as Clark Kent, Planet reporter for the Daily Planet, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and freedom with superpowers far beyond those of ordinary mortals. It's a-
5: In the great hall of the Justice
0: League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe.
5: A word which transforms him in a flash into the mightiest of mortal beings, Captain Marvel.
2: Number one super guy. Human eye. He's got style, a groovy style, and a pop that just won't stop. When going the going gets rough, he's super tough, with a Hong Kong buoy chop. Yeah. Hong Kong buoy, number one super guy. <laughs>
3: That's uh, not really the end. Just go right to our website at RileyandKimmy.com, and we have that cartoon grid for you. Remember the way Saturday mornings used to be. Yeah. What was your favorite cartoon, Kimmy? On, on, was one of them there that we had in the montage?
5: Oh, well, you know, I loved Josie and the Pussycats. That was in there. Um, okay. Scooby-Doo wasn't in there. I loved Scooby-Doo. Um, Penelope Pitsta. Ah! Uh, Run, Joe, Run.
3: Oh, yes.
5: Boy, there were a lot of them.
3: Yes. And, of course, uh, was this your favorite theme or one of them that was part of that montage? Who is
1: the superhero?
2: Sarge? No. Rosemary, the
0: telephone operator? No. Henry, the mild-mannered
2: janitor? Could be. Number one super guy. Kong Kong
3: How about it, Kimmy? I never did watch that one. I'm surprised because you love dogs so I know. much. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised you, you never watched Hong Kong Fu. I,
5: I thought karate was too, you know, it was a
3: boy cartoon. You didn't? No, wait a minute. Did you watch Kung Fu with David Carradine? No. Wow. So when you met David Carradine in Orlando a number of years ago, it wasn't because you saw him on Kung Fu. Mm-mm. Interesting. It's because
5: I saw him in Kill Bill.
3: Gotcha. Okay. And I bet uh, one of the favorites of the themes was maybe Land of the Lost. Oh, yeah. I love that <laughs> show, too. Sarisa Taka. <laughs> Taka. Oh, yeah. Chaka, right? Is that right? Uh, Chaka? Chaka-ho. Chaka. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Land of the Lost. Yeah. Now... We didn't talk about this when it aired like a week ago, but because we're talking about cartoons, what is your review of Supernatural going back well going they actually done it sort of before they dealt with cartoons, but they actually spent an entire episode in a cartoon. I loved it. You you liked the Scooby Doo thing. I
5: did. It was very cute.
3: Did you think it was a good tribute to or to Scooby? Did it feel like Scooby for real? Yeah. From the old Scooby uh-huh. Cartoons, Yeah. Yeah, the voice of uh, Fred was perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, fantastic. The one doing Casey Kasem and Shaggy, pretty close. Uh-huh. Velma, I don't remember how Velma sounded because yeah, I didn't- pretty close. Yeah, you know, I didn't care for that character. If you like Velma, hey, that's cool, but yeah. I just didn't care for Velma. That was great. <laughs> so, I actually think it's the best Supernatural episode ever. Yeah? I wish they'd just go animated. <laughs> the whole thing- just keep it that way. Maybe
5: they will after if the show ever...
3: It's just been renewed. I Kimmy, know. I think it's what, season 14? It's just yeah. been renewed for.
5: Yeah.
3: That's pretty Maybe fantastic.
5: Maybe eventually they'll, you know, they just have like done... Star Trek did. Yeah.
3: Well, that yeah, that was a continuation after it got canceled. Right. Supernatural has went to comic books. They've done comic books. Uh-huh. Well, that wraps up our cartoon spotlight. You can find that grid we're talking about all the cartoons from like 1950s all the way to when they stopped doing them on Saturday mornings on our website along with social media links so you can follow us and communicate with us and find where we will be appearing next and chances to win. You can find those on our website along with platforms to easily listen to us like iHeartRadio, iTunes, and SoundCloud, and celebrity interviews we've done and so much more. What is our web address?
5: RileyAndKimmy.com
1: Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. The Riley and Kimmy Show.
3: Shall we play a game? That's the big question on this Saturday Cartoon Alternative Show. Does Kimmy want to challenge her brain cells with some pop culture trivia? What say you? Well, yeah. Need to warn you, the timeline might be uh, well, out of whack or it may not be. It might be linear. It might be in chronological order. Who knows? Regardless, help Kimmy out with answers by talking to, shouting at, whispering to whatever computing device you have our show playing on right now, and it could be anything because we are mobile. We are global. You can take the Riley and Kimmy show anywhere on planet Earth, that laptop, desktop, tablet, smartphone, and more. very first question we have for you, Kimmy, is in the world of movies. The year is 1970. The 42nd Academy Awards happens. This person wins his first and only Oscar. And he's been in over two years. Hundred films. Do you mm. need a clue? Can you do it with just that? Hmm. No? Here is your audio clue. Him accepting the Oscar, the year is 1970.
1: If I'd have known that, I'd have put that patch on 35 years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm no stranger to this podium. I've come up here and picked up these beautiful golden men before, but always for friends. One night I picked up two, one for Admiral John Ford, one for our beloved Gary Cooper. I was very clever and witty that night, the envy of even Bob Hope. (laughs) But tonight I don't feel very clever, very witty. I feel very grateful, very humble. No thanks to many, many people. I want to thank the members of the Academy. To all you people who are watching on television, thank you for taking such a warm interest in our glorious industry. Good night. Who is that?
3: John Wayne. Any guess what movie he won it for? True Grit? That's right. Uh, He gave you the clue with the... The eye patch mm. thing. The year is 1985. This duo became the first Western musical act to play in China. Any guess who it is? The year is 1985. Or do you need a clue? Ah, uh, I need a clue. What is the name of the duo? Wham. That's right. The year's 1981. Street Songs, the fifth studio album for this person, is released. It would become the Billboard Album of the Year. Has a couple of songs that hit the top 40 charts. One at number 40. Tell me who it is. <laughs> It's off that album Street Songs. Can you tell me who it is? Rick James. That's right, Camille. I mean, now that song hit number forty. That's where it peaked in nineteen eighty one. There's another song on it that hit number sixteen. Do you know what that would be? Super Freak? And Kimmy would know that song. That's your theme song, isn't it? Mm. Nah, I'm just teasing. The year is 1994. This singer pleads guilty to tax evasion. Tell me who it is. When a man loves a woman Can't keep his mind on nothing left. He changed the world For a good thing he's fine. Can you tell me who that is? He had a number one hit in 1966. Mm, I should, but I can't do it. It's Percy Sledge. The year is 1998. This recording artist was arrested in public. He was arrested in a public restroom in Beverly Hills for lewd conduct, Tell me who it is.
2: You got yourself some action. So you got yourself a body. You got yourself an answer. Your mind our time worse on the doorbody. You got yourself addicted. You can shoot a safety time. You got yourself a big check. Faces on the voice as well as sun gonna shine. That you, you are free, I'm free.
3: Who got in trouble in 1998, Kimmy? George Michael. That's right. He was sentenced to community service for the incident. The year's 2017, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. We have them here, Kimmy. See if you can identify who they are. Are you ready? Uh Uh-huh. This should be right up your alley. Mm -hmm. It's music, and you are the audiophile for the Riley and Kimmy show. First one, group who sold more than 50 million records. Tell me who it is. Tell me who it is.
5: Yellow.
3: That's right. What's their full name by chance? Electric Light Orchestra. Yes, you got it, Kimmy. You're smart here. Next individual released more than 30 albums during her career. Tell me who was inducted into the Hall of Fame.
2: It was a time.
3: Who is it, Kimmy? I can't do it. Joan Baez. Next, tell me the group that was inducted into the Hall of Fame 2017. Who is it, Kimmy? Journey. You're on a roll now. Next one, tell me the name of the group. Is it, Kimmy? I don't know. That's Pearl Jam. See if you can identify the next one. This is the 2017 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Tell me who this inductee is.
2: When I was younger, my mama had beef. 17 years old, kicked out on the streets. Go back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. She's stranded from school, I'm scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules had tears with my baby sister over the years we was pouring another little kids and even though we had different tadies the same drama where things went wrong we blame mama I reminisce on the stress I caused it was hell on my mama from a jail cell who
3: is it Kimmy Tupac that's right Tupac Shakur and let's see if you know this inductee 2017 into the rock and roll Hall of Fame Is it Kimmy? Yes. That's right. Not no. You're right. It is yes. Next person, Nile Rogers. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He was frontman of a band, Kimmy. Very big in the disco scene. Back in the 70s. Tell me the name of the band he formed. Here's your clue. Oh. Can you tell me the name of the band? Chic. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the in the song there. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought we'd still fool you though. That song actually terrorizes me by the way, Kimmy. I had to do a dance routine to that song, in school. You did. Oh yeah. Mr. Clumsy had to do a dance routine. <gasps> you t- never told me To that. that song and to a Chicago song color my world by chicago which i can't stand because of this mm. incident
5: i thought that was just a first dance or something
3: oh it, yeah no I, it, it's more complicated the story than you realize oh
5: and the you've been keeping things the, from the, me the
3: chic chic song i do like but it's still it, it brings back some you know some bad bad memories there i hope it doesn't bring back bad memories for you let's move to a different section celebrity and notable birthdays give me this person born 1897 he was an american newspaper and radio commentator in 1959 he was hired to narrate a certain television show he was on it for four years tell me who he is and the tv show he narrated
0: chicago 1929 by law the country was dry through connivance with Al Capone, Chicago was wet. Even now, while Al Capone served a short term for carrying a gun in Philadelphia, the organization functioned smoothly, helped by corrupt officials and a public that was indifferent. Social headquarters of the mob was the Café Momart. This night, the night of June 17, 1929, the gang was to encounter its chief adversary, a prohibition agent named Elliot Ness.
3: Jimmy, can you tell me the TV show that he narrated? The Untouchables. Yes, now, what is his name? I forgot. It's Walter Winchell, born on this date, 1897, died 1972 at the age of 74, next person actor of film and TV, born on this date, 1928, you know him for a TV show from 1974 to 1980, he was in 122 episodes, tell me the name of the TV show. Can you identify the TV show? The Rockford Files. That's right. He was a star. Tell me who it is.
4: This is Jim Rockford at the tone. Leave your name and message. I'll get back to you.
3: Who was born on this date, Kimmy? James Garner. That's correct. Passed away 2014 at the age of 86. Next person, known for this TV series. Tell me the name of the show. Can you identify the show? MASH. That's correct. Now, he was on MASH during the early years. And he would leave the show and eventually become an investment banker and did very, very well. Would be on television giving financial tips like on Fox News and other things like that. But he's also remembered for playing Captain Trapper John McIntyre in the TV series Tell Me Who It Is. I peaked at the end, Frank. The devil did it. Who is that, Kimmy? Mike Farrell? No, Mike Farrell replaced him. Mike would play B.J. Honeycutt. I don't recall. Okay, Kimmy, that's Wayne Rogers, born in the state. Wayne Rogers. Yeah, born in the state, 1933, died 2015 at the age of 82. Next person, born 1939, television host, famous for interviewing former President Richard Nixon in 1977.
1: Tell me who it is. Nixon was particularly on the defensive when we discussed the hush money paid to the Watergate burglars to stop them talking. Why didn't you stop it? Because at that point, I had nothing, to no knowledge of the fact that it was going to be paid. On day two, the atmosphere was different nixon dropped the stonewalling that had characterized his approach on day one he seemed ready now to volunteer something but would it be enough why for instance had he stood by his key aides holderman and ehrlichman for so long i still don't know when you found about the things that holderman and ehrlichman had done that there is no evidence anywhere of a rebuke but only of scenarios and excuses etc
3: who was born 1939 david frost that's right kimmy mean, have you ever seen those interviews i have not I mean, it made into a movie too yes it was yes next person tell me how old he is once you identify who it is movie director 1972 he did this film can you identify the movie what is the movie The Godfather. And then 20 years later, he directed this film. (laughs) (laughs) Who is the director? Francis Ford Coppola. That's correct. How old is he today? Within five years. 85. 79 today. And did more movies than we just mentioned there apocalypse mm, oh, now yeah godfather two and three and many others next person songwriter singer best known as half of a pop duo Kimmy, tell me who it is he was partnered with a guy by the name of daryl hall Who is it? John Oates. That's right. How old is he today? Within five years.
5: Uh, 56.
3: He is 70 years old today. Whoa. And didn't have a successful solo career like Daryl Hall did. Mm-hmm. He did release some albums, but no, nothing charted single-wise. Yeah. Next person singer celebrating 67, birthday number 67. Tell me who it is. Here's your first clue. I learned the
2: truth that says. Love was meant for beauty
4: queens and high school girls with clear skin smiles who married young and then retired.
3: Who is having her sixty-seventh birthday? Janice Ian. That's frightening. I didn't have to go to clue number two. I didn't think you'd know that one.
5: This is my first album. Wow. Why? Um
3: Did you actually buy this thing? Or was it given to you? or
5: Someone bought it for me.
3: Very nice. Okay. So, I won't make fun of Janice Ian. You're just the first person I've ever encountered that likes or knows Janice Ian. Mm. That's all. Okay. All the years, never had anybody call in and request a Janice Ian tune. Well, that was her only hit. Not true, though, Kimmy. She had another one.
4: For a dime, I can talk to God. Dial a prayer. Are you there?
2: the heater getting old I'm wiser now you know and still big bigger
3: fool Janice Ian celebrating her 67th birthday moving to another birthday tell me who it is and once you do identify the actor tell me how old he is within five years here's your audio clue Kimmy
1: to see you standing there having grown into an adult if only Lara could have witnessed this I am your father, Cal. Or at least a shadow of him. His consciousness. My name was Joel. You came from Krypton. A world with a much harsher environment than Earth's.
3: Who is celebrating a birthday? Russell Crowe. Yes, how old is he today? Within five years. Sixty. Russell Crowe is celebrating his 54th birthday today, Kimmy. I see. People. Notable deaths, famous people, celebrities who passed away on this date in history. The year is 1947. This American industrialist, automaker, he made the Model A and the Model T. Can you tell wow. me... Who passed away on this date, 1947, at the age of 83 years old? Henry Ford. Got it exactly right. Next person, Kimmy, you would not know the name, but you do know his work. Passed away 2002 at the age of 81. American actor. He was in a ton of films before going to the world of B-movies, horror films. He was in Revenge of the Creature in 1955. He was in Tarantula in 55. The Mole People in 56. And the list goes on and on and on. He was the first husband to Shirley Temple. Married in 1945. Divorced in 1950. His name is John Agar. Love him in Revenge of the Creature. And if you love uh, Creature of the Black Lagoon and the, well, the whole, the three films, Rico Browning, last surviving member of Classic Universal Cinema, is at Spooky Empire this weekend. Yes. Your opportunity to talk to him about Universal Films, his underwater segments. He actually swam in that suit. I don't know how he did it. You can meet him. He's very, very nice, and he is at Spooky Empire. John Agar, 2002. He passed away at the age of 81. Next person, Kimmy. Passed away 2012. At the age of 93. Journalist. He was one of the original members of this TV show. What is the TV show? 60 Minutes. He was one of the original correspondents for it, starting in 1968. He was part of 60 Minutes till 2006, but then appeared occasionally after he retired until 2008. Tell me, who passed away on this date in history?
1: He was doing what? With you.
3: Why? Why?
1: Why? Why? Hold it a minute. What the
0: dickens are you doing? Who wants to kill you? It's almost an embarrassment, sir, to hear this from you. Yes, you. I'm nosy. You're gonna be in Japan and I'm told it's a two million dollar two
3: weeks. Can you tell me who that is? Morley Safer? No, get another guess. Uh Andy Rooney? No. <laughs> Andy Rooney wasn't <laughs> part of the original <laughs> set. This was the original. I know. Um I don't know. Do you need do you need to hear the voice one more time? No,
5: Can I can't think of his name.
3: It's Mike Wallace. Mike
5: Wallace.
3: Who passed away? 2012 at the age of 93. I think you did a fantastic job, Kimmy, on this Saturday cartoon alternative kind of day. Thank you very much. We're going to go back in time in just a moment and honor something we talked about on Trivia with the Golden Age of Radio. I'm Patrick Riley. I'm Kimmy. We're the Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley
5: We're available for your next event in Florida.
3: Please consider the Riley and Kimmy show for your pop culture or nostalgia-based event. Art shows. Exhibitions. Festivals. Grand openings. Home and garden shows. Car shows. Collectible shows. Conventions.
5: Animal and pet-related events.
3: Let us promote your event with customized commercials and interviews.
5: Live on-site promotions and podcasts.
3: Please contact us on Facebook Messenger.
5: All communications kept confidential.
2: Radio, radio, still you.
3: we mentioned moments ago that actor john agar died on this date 2002 at the age of 81 he was no stranger to the golden age of radio we have a well fantastic episode it's called Christmas in July. It's from 1948. Now, why this one's so special? John Agar is acting with his wife at the time, Shirley Temple. The two of them are together. Christmas in July. The year's 1948. Here's our tribute to John Agar on the Riley and Kimmy Show.
4: At last, the day had arrived. I could hardly believe it as I sat motionless in the large audience that overflowed Johnson Memorial Hall. There before me on the stage, the graduation exercises were actually beginning. I saw Glenn in the first row of graduates. He sat up straight, tense, alert, his arms folded. I know he felt very proud. He watched Dr. Rhodes walk across the stage towards the rostrum. The doctor adjusted his glasses and began to speak. I heard the words echoing around me, but somehow they seemed distant and far away. To you
0: men, as the last group of accelerated students to be graduated from Renora University,
2: I say this. Into a world of uncertainty,
0: doubt, and fear, go with courage. Yours has been the privilege and opportunity to approach...
4: Go with courage. Somehow the words made me smile in a reminiscent sort of way. I remembered the first day we had arrived at Renora, Glenn and I. Looking back, it seemed hard to believe that it was almost three years ago. We had just been married, and I felt that being the wife of a college GI was going to be the most wonderful and exciting experience in the world. I remember that first afternoon at Renora. We walked up the gravel path near the medical school hand in hand. I guess we must have looked very much like.
0: There it is, Sheila. Well, what do you think now?
4: Glenn, it's going to be like, well, like we were kids again.
0: <laughs> Say, you sound like an old woman. Why, you're only... Now, a...
4: don't you go saying I'm only a kid. You know I'm your wife, Yes, but... honey,
0: I'm never going to forget it for a moment. Why, Hippocrates and Harvey and all the medical experts in the world will be no distraction to me with you around.
2: Squires, hot, Hey, Jim
0: Dugan, Private Sir, three 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 five six three four two, reporting for duty, Sir. Dugan, so you're here too, and still talking GI? <laughs> Just a echo of the past. Unlike the beautiful lady, Sir. Uh, my wife, Sheila. This is Jim Dugan, Honey. We used to call him the Mad Sack, and no more, Sirs, Dugan. It's a pleasure, Sir. A double pleasure, Sir.
4: <laughs> How you do, Mister Dugan?
0: The name is Jim. You don't mind if I call you Sheila?
4: <laughs> I'd love it.
0: You haven't changed a bit. Still up to your old practical jokes? Why, Lieutenant, I was the most misunderstood guy in the Army. Anyway, no more jokes. You see, now I'm a married man, and... Congratulations. uh, Thank you. And, uh, And what? And I'm trying to settle down.
4: It's difficult?
0: Impossible. Impossible for you, Dugan. For anyone. Well, wait till I show you the greatest piece of mass confusion that was ever brought together in one place at one time. It's our little trailer town, better known as Confusionburg. Right this way, sir. Madam? Dugan? Yes, sir. No more, sir. Yes, sir.
4: (laughs) Yes, Jim Dugan kept all of us happy in those first days of confusion. And it was a lot of fun getting settled down in our trailer. Ours was number 134, the third on the right side of the street that the fellows had named Baby Avenue. There was a lot of fun about that. I remember the morning, oh, I guess it must have been a couple of months after our arrival. Glenn was nailing up a sign outside our house.
0: Well, honey, that should do it.
4: Sheila and Glenn Gregory. Wonderful.
0: Now the mailman won't have any excuse for not bringing the mail to our front door.
4: A great idea. Except there isn't any mailman.
0: Well, we should have one. That's a suggestion I'm going to give to Dr. Rhodes. Then I'll apply for the job.
4: You're worried about money again, Glenn, huh?
0: No, it's going to be all right. It's just that I'd like to have a little in reserve for the big event.
4: I have a surprise for you, Glenn.
0: (laughs) You're full of surprises lately, honey. What is it now?
4: Starting tomorrow... I go to work down at the bookstore for a few hours a day.
0: Uh Uh-uh. No, you don't.
4: Oh, please. It's only for a few hours a day. And I don't have anything to do here at the trailer, and...
0: No, it can't be. Why, what will happen when future historians are penning the biography of Dr. Eldridge Gregory? You know, they'll say that I rose to success on... No,
4: they'll say Dr. Glenn Eldridge Gregory must have had a wonderful wife.
0: Huh. We sound like we've started the Self-Appreciation Society. But, uh... No go with the job, honey.
4: Well, suppose we talk about it later. Uh, Hey,
0: look at the time. I'll be late for class. Hey, where are my books?
4: They're right there under the sink where you left them last night, dear.
0: I'll have to hurry. See you later, honey. Hiya, fellas. Dugan, keep away from my wife, you wolf. Well, now there's appreciation for you. Here I am, protecting the motherhood of America. And what does he say?
4: (laughs) Hello, Jim.
0: Can I borrow a cup of sugar, Sheila? Helen forgot it at the store yesterday, so she spent the last half hour trying to explain the advantages of drinking my coffee black. Now, how do you like that for a wife?
4: <laughs> you always seem to have a problem, Jim.
0: Don't you realize, uh, Shirley, what it, what it means to, to drink your coffee with, without cream when you're used to it?
4: Well, wait a minute. I'll get the sugar. Just a minute. You know, Jim, you better hurry. You've got
0: a class in half an hour. I'll be right with you, honey. I've got to have some coffee if I'm going to be able to stay awake and think.
4: Here you are, Jim. Everything else okay?
0: Just fine, Sheila. Thanks. Uh, That is, uh, of course, well, everything except this study business. It's still kind of tough trying to get down to books again.
4: Oh, you'll get it all right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sure. Anyway, it's a simple formula here. Get it or get out. Well, I'll see you later, Shirley. Glenn and I are going to fix up a community shower this afternoon.
4: So long for now, Jim. Yes, those were wonderful days. Helen and I became close friends, did our shopping together, and helped one another fixing up our little trailer homes. Glenn and Jim became buddies in most of their enterprises. It was more than just living next door to someone. We were like one happy family. (laughs) Yes, I remember that afternoon when Glenn and Jim decided to build the shower. They had picked the spot, built a little shack, arranged for the water pipes, and were all set to go to work. Of course... Helen and I thought they were geniuses. They acted as though they knew everything there was to know about plumbing. Helen and I watched in wonder.
0: Hey, Jim, hold it a minute, will you? What's the trouble? Where does this pipe go? Well, it's simple. Just stick it into the next one. Yeah, I know. But how do I get it through the wall? Didn't I bore the holes for those pipes to go through? Well, now let me see. Say, you're the guy who's supposed to know all about plumbing. Well, we're doing all right, aren't we? Yeah, except you bored the holes on the wrong side of the shack. Well, well, what do you know? We put the walls on the wrong side of the shack. Great. What an engineer you're turning out to be. Now we take the shack down and put the walls on the other side. Or move the shack around, foundations and all. Or we wrap the pipes around the shack until we meet the holes. Well, there you have it, you see. We have a variety of choices. Let's make a fast decision. The girls will begin to think we don't know what we're doing.
2: How's it going? uh-huh
0: wonderful, wonderful. We just figured out a special arrangement so the pipes will be wrapped around the outside of the shack. Uh, give added support and strength to the wall.
4: Well, don't you think the pipes will freeze? I mean, stuck out in the cold like that.
0: Uh, Helen, honey, too many suggestions only confuse our problems.
4: Oh. I was wondering why you didn't put holes for the pipes on this side.
0: You know, we were just debating that question before you came over. What did we decide, Glenn? Well, uh... I don't think it's a bad idea to bore some new holes on this side. Yes. Viewing it from all sides, that would be my considered decision.
4: As I sat in the auditorium and watched the graduation exercises that afternoon... It seems strange then that in these early days I hadn't realized the problems we were going through. Yes, and Glenn's difficulties in getting adjusted. It was doubly difficult for him, making a home and getting into the swing of study. But Glenn always seemed so able to take things in stride. And then suddenly, things began to happen so fast, I guess I really didn't have time to think.
0: Sheila! Oh, Sheila, honey, how are you?
4: Wonderful, Glenn. Wonderful. Helen was with me all the time. You see, there's an advantage in having been an Army nurse. Only, we didn't have problems of this kind in the Army.
0: Well, someday I'll be Dr. Glenn Gregory. And they won't keep me running around in circles in a waiting room.
4: (laughs) Oh, yes, they will, if I have anything to say about it. If Jim were here, he'd have an answer for that. You know, a wife's confidence in her husband, Sheila... Well, doctor to be Gregory, you can go to work, taking care of the baby. But don't try any new theories. I want our baby to have a good old-fashioned upbringing.
0: He's got to have the best that any baby ever
4: has. He should, with about a hundred mothers to take care of him. The first year at Renora was a pleasant one. Yes, there were hardships, but there was also the wonderful kindness and help that everyone was so quick to give. It kind of balanced things up. But there were times, even with everyone's help, things didn't work out right. I remember that night Jim came to see us. For days, everything had been going along so pleasantly. That evening, Glenn was doing double duty, studying and taking care of the baby while I caught up with the dishes.
0: The vermiform appendix, like the thymus and man, perhaps useful in its embryological development, atrophies. This is... He's asleep. You know, honey, someday he's going to grow up to be a great student like his dad. Just read him a medical book and he falls fall sound asleep.
4: Anyway, you'll have a story worth telling the next generation. Probably it'll start. I went to college when I was five days old.
0: And I was rocked in a cradle made out of orange crates. I spent my first few years in a trailer.
4: My father read me medical books from the age of one. But I sometimes found it difficult to know what he was talking about.
0: Well, you can never tell. You may be a child prodigy. And at the age of three, suddenly start to remember all he's forgotten from these evening lectures. Here. I'll help you with the dishes, honey. Now that the juniors are asleep. No,
4: Dan, you get to your study. You know... Sometimes I wonder how, with your mailman job and all the things you do around here, you can never get time for all your study.
0: Hi, folks. Mind if I come in? Take it easy, Jim. Don't let it slam. He's asleep. Okay, okay. Say, kids, Helen and I have decided to take a vacation. A what? Well, you see, it's a question of making up my mind to walk out before I flunk out or... Well, that's the story. So we decided that maybe I wasn't cut out for books anyway. I got a good job coming up now, so I I thought I'd get up before it was too late. You mean you're leaving just like that? Where's Helen? She went into town. She'll be back soon. I thought I'd just come over and tell you the news while she's away.
4: You're not going to quit on everything as easy as that, Jim.
0: No, I'm not quitting. You see, for me, it's been a doubtful deal. I'd like to give Helen a decent home and, well, with a youngster coming along, a right place to live. I don't need a college degree to do that, so I... yeah. I see what you mean. Tell you what I'll do. I think I'll holler when Helen comes back from town. By the way, why don't you take him over for a while? We're having some of the gang in. Uh, Yeah, we'll drop over for a minute later, Jim.
4: I watched Glenn on the stage of the auditorium now. He had the same strong, determined look, a look of decision, that I saw the night when Jim and Helen left. I knew he'd felt bad about Jim's leaving, but it wasn't until several weeks later that I realized how much it had affected him. I didn't dream things had come to such a climax until one afternoon. Well, we'd been up the night before with little Glenn cutting his first tooth. Glenn looked sort of haggard and tired when he came in from his late afternoon class that day. He's
2: asleep?
4: Yes, finally. About an hour ago. And I've been moving around like a mouse ever since.
0: Well, all I can say is that he's got the best of it. Stay awake howling all night and sleep all day. (laughs) A great system if you can do it.
4: You look tired, Glenn. Why don't you lie down and rest for a while?
0: Uh, there's a philosophy exam coming up tomorrow. I got to sweat it out for a few hours tonight. Haven't done anything on it, on the stuff yet.
4: Oh, relax for a half hour before you start studying. You've been going at it too hard lately. I'll fix up a snack.
0: Thanks, honey. You know, I don't mind biology, physiology, anatomy, and all the other stuff, but this philosophy junk throws me... I don't see why they got to stick that into a course.
4: Well, maybe a good doctor has to be part philosopher.
0: Yeah. But what do I care if Aristotle and Aquinas can't prove that uh, spiritual beings exist? What? Oh, forget it.
4: You're tired, Glenn.
0: Yeah, and I'm disgusted. I'm fed up. There's no plan or order. No purpose in the way this world is run.
4: Well, there's the last piece of that apple pie. You know, Margie came over today for a while. She was saying they're having a department store sale down at the... Oh,
0: so you don't approve of what I'm saying.
4: I don't understand it. I only wish I could do something, say something to help you, but I can't.
0: Well, that's it. There's no purpose in this whole business. It doesn't add up to anything, make any sense. There's no end to it. We're just a lot of helpless people tossed around by chance, and there's nothing... Glenn... Well, there's nothing we can do about it.
4: Glenn, I I don't know anything about philosophy and psychology, and I don't know all the things you do, but I know there's a, well, a a good and kind and merciful providence watching over us.
0: Well, maybe it makes you happy to feel that way.
4: Glenn, what you've been thinking can't be right, because all it does is make you miserable. It isn't the hardship or sufferings that make you miserable, it's... Well, it's the way you think. It, it changes you. Your belief and faith in yourself. In everybody. In everything. Well, that can't be right. Why, if everybody thought that way, it would ruin whatever's worthwhile. Why, everything would come to a dead standstill. That can't be right.
0: You know, you should go into that philosophy course and...
4: Don't tease me, Glenn. I, I really mean it.
0: I know you do. And see, even little Gran agrees with you.
4: The next few days were the toughest we spent together. For the first time, there was tension between us. I watched almost every word I said, because I felt that if only we could get over these few days, Glenn would come to understand but I was wrong. And then it happened. August 12, 1947. It was a Tuesday. Glenn had gone down to see the registrar and get his m- marks for the mid-semester course. When he returned, he came in quietly, went over and sprawled out on the bed, looking up at the ceiling in a vacant sort of way. I went on fixing supper, hoping Glenn would speak first. I made an apple pie, Glenn. That's Good. It's sort of hard to get anything right on this little range. Yeah. Did you get your marks, Glenn? Yeah. How were they?
0: Okay, I guess. Sheila, I'm going to get out of here. Both of us are going to get out of here.
4: You didn't flunk Glenn?
0: No, but I got conditioned. And that's enough warning for me. I can't take it anymore. And I'm not going to have you taking it either. We can't go on this way.
4: I'm not complaining, Glenn.
0: That's just the trouble. You don't say it out loud, but it's there in a lot of things you say. You can't cook on this stove. There's no place for a playpen. You can't... I've
4: never meant it that way. Anything I said, Glenn.
0: Well, I've had enough of it. How do you think it's been for me to see you living like a drudge and a kid? Well, it's just not worth a medical degree.
4: Glenn, I love you. That's why I'm ready to make any sacrifice for you. For our future. It's not as though I... I've got a
0: chance of a selling job with a pharmaceutical outfit. It's not like I've wasted the time studying. It'll be... Glenn,
4: if you don't become a doctor, all your life you'll regret what you're deciding now.
0: Maybe. But we can't go on this way. I can't really study and at the same time worry about coming home and...
4: Glenn, suppose we talk about it later. Everything's practically ready for supper.
0: No. I've decided. To quit? Yes. Well?
4: There's nothing I can say, Glenn.
0: All right. Then it's all decided.
4: No, Glenn, there's another way. What? I'll go back to New York and live with my aunt. I'll take little Glenn with me.
0: What good will that do? I can't support...
4: It'll give you a chance to study and... It won't work. It's worth trying for one semester anyway, Glenn. Then if it doesn't work out, we can all Sheila, always...
0: there's no use in fooling ourselves.
4: Won't you try it for my sake? Because I ask you.
0: Well, let's talk it over later.
4: I sat in the auditorium and listened to Dr. Rhodes announcing the names of the graduates. My mind seemed to go back to little incidents I'd almost forgotten until that moment. Like the way the baby reached out his hand when Glenn said goodbye to us at the train. The memory of it came back now with a feeling of dull pain. The memory of those months away from Glenn. The innumerable letters I wrote. And then the quickening pace of events when I had arranged to spend the Christmas holidays with him. He had to do research, work on the campus, and couldn't get away, so so I'd go to him. Meeting him again, it seemed like it had been years since we'd seen one another, and I didn't mind just sitting quietly beside him while he worked. He was cramming for some finals, so on Christmas Day after we came home from church, Glenn settled down at his book. You happy, honey? (laughs) Now, don't start letting yourself get distracted. (laughs) I've given the medical experts enough competition.
0: You know, I never realized what that guy meant when he said something about you can't live with them and you can't live without them.
4: (laughs) That's why it's so easy being a woman. We only take one side of a question. You can't live without them.
0: Someday, honey, it's going to be... Well, believe me, all the sacrifices will be worthwhile and... You
4: mean now you're trying to convince me?
0: No. It was just a simple remark. Oh. Someday soon we'll all be together again and have our own home and a...
4: someday in the not too distant future everyone will be calling you Dr. Glenn Eldridge Gregory.
0: Dr. Glenn Eldridge Gregory.
4: been so wrapped up in my thoughts, I nearly missed seeing Glenn get his diploma. I suddenly realized he was walking across the platform. There was a smile on his lips as he walked down from the stage. I could hardly wait for the exercises to finish until I could get to him.
0: Over here, darling. Boy, will she be surprised when she sees both of you here. Why, I wouldn't miss it for here, the...
4: Here, let me hold the diploma, Glenn. You'll need both arms for the attack that's coming.
0: Don't call it a diploma, Helen. It's a yeah. sheepskin, dear. Oh,
4: right, Glenn, Charlie, I just can't say anything. Jim Dugan, Helen, you're here, too. Why, we wouldn't miss congratulations, it Congratulations,
0: Sheila. Yes, you're the one who deserves the congratulations, Sheila.
4: Why, I haven't done anything, Dr. Gregory...
0: You had me kicking myself for the last six months.
4: The last six months? How?
0: Since last Christmas. Do you remember?
4: No, I don't remember anything in particular except that...
0: Except that you sat beside me half frozen while I spent the day studying.
4: Yes, but only because... And I was
0: promising myself that I'd make up for the way you had to spend that Christmas day. I'd get you a mink coat. We'd have our own Christmas day later on and... Glenn,
4: you've more than made up for everything. For everything.
0: Honey... Both of us have a lot to be thankful for.
4: And today's going to be our Christmas Day.
0: But I, I haven't got the mink coat yet, and...
4: Oh, I don't need a mink coat, Glenn. <laughs> Your sheepskin will do me for a long, long time.
3: It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The
2: Riley and Kimmy Show.
1: Find archived podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com.